Hello and welcome to the new Vision Daily podcast around Uganda with me, Razia Athman. Today, let us talk blue economy. We'll be heading out to Seychelles, a country that has built good credentials as far as the sector is concerned. The island nation recently hosted experts and entrepreneurs from across Africa, including Uganda, in a bid to connect small businesses to investors. If you're looking out of the window when landing in Seychelles, the blue overwhelms you. Seychelles is a country in the Indian Ocean made up of 115 islands, so automatically their survival largely depends on water. Now, what is the blue economy? We tend to associate this with oceans and seas, but it covers economic activities in maritime environments, which means lakes and rivers too, providing the opportunity for exploitation. The World Bank defines the blue economy as the sustainable use of ocean resources for economic growth, improved livelihoods and jobs, and ocean ecosystem health. To draw a picture of what it looks like, Worldwide, marine fisheries contribute more than $270 billion annually. Over 80% of international goods are transported by sea, and sustainable marine energy can play a vital role in social and economic development. Valerie Heike is the Global Director for Environment, Natural Resources and Blue Economy at the World Bank. The blue economy is not a subject for aid in Africa. It is worthy of investment. The blue economy is going to be where we have a triple bottom line in Africa. We're going to see real financial returns. It's profitable. We're going to see real social returns. There are going to be jobs. Coastal communities are often some of the most ignored communities, not just in Africa, but everywhere. This is an opportunity for them to be part of development, to reap the benefits of growth. And of course, there are environmental benefits, whether it's making sure that we protect the, the, a healthy ocean as a carbon sink. The potential of the blue economy is huge. A point reiterated at the first Blue Invest Africa Forum on Mahe Island. This made an event organized by the European Union in partnership with the Seychelles government attracted more than 500 participants with 40 African countries represented. Chalina Vicheva is the Director General for Maritime Affairs and Fisheries at the European Union Commission. And this is what we are trying to do with this platform, with this first ever event of business to business matchmaking uh, event with the operators in the area of blue economy. The blue economy is the seventh largest in the world, employing 350 million people and generating $2.5 trillion in revenue every year, but investment in Africa remains low. Jean-Francois Ferrari is the Seychelles Minister of Fisheries. We also have uh, the chance to sell uh, our experience to the rest of the world, whether it is in the, in the, in the, in the domain of aquaculture, in the domain of bio, marine biotechnology, which we want to develop, in the domain of uh, um, renewable energies from the, from the oceans, in the cleanup, uh, keeping our oceans clean and, and, uh, and uh, sustainable. From you. 
Before we hear from Ugandan blue economy entrepreneurs, let us speak on some of the ideas being pitched here. Estev Abota's Greenkeeper Africa in Benin found creative ways to make use of water hyacinth. From this weed, the team makes an oil absorbent. She says, after some research, we realized that water hyacinths had very interesting absorption properties, so it was an opportunity for us to work on this plant and turn it into an absorbent fiber. I am Wafikumia, I am from Mauritius, and I work at AYB Creations Limited. We are a startup in tech, and we mainly work with robotics and artificial intelligence. In Mauritius, innovators are using autonomous vehicles to collect data from the ocean. There are a lot of um, problems happening in the oceans, for instance, coral breaching, invasion, um, proliferation of invasive species. So we are trying to help marine scientists by contributing in data collection, by using autonomous mobile vehicles, like uh, autonomous boats that can automatically collect data from the sea so that the scientists can do their work better, faster and more reliable. Samuel Kenyanjui's water kiosk from Kenya runs solar-powered water desalination projects across East Africa. Water kiosk specializes with renewable energy solutions for water treatment facilities. And we design, install and maintain solar water desalination systems. We do this not only in Kenya, we do it across East Africa, where we uh, install uh, equipment systems that make hygiene drinking water that is safe and reliable and running on 100% solar. So we work mainly with communities. We also work with government entities and uh, public-private partnerships. In Cameroon, Flavien Quarches Save Our Agriculture is raising fish innovatively. Our work consists on mitigating climate change while providing an affordable and sustainable solution in terms of agriculture because we notice the fact that there are so many people in, African, in the African continent and we are talking about growth. The population in Africa will have doubled in 20 years so we need to find efficient ways to grow better and more food. And as the World Health Organization tells, there are more than 500,000 people dying every year for consuming consumed, uh, contaminated food. We wanted to provide most uh, affordable food, but high-quality ones. So this is why we decided to patent and to conceive this solution. The truth is aquaponics has existed for so many years, but we've conceptualized it in Africa, and we find local materials that can be used so that we do not necessarily need to import so many things because it's also a matter of creating value locally. Some of the participants here are trailblazing in the blue economy, like Captain Londine Kobo, who is Africa's first woman dredge master. Best known as the Black Mermaid, I'm a ship navigator by profession and Africa's first female dredge master, and I'm a founder of Global Maritime Youth. My biggest takeaway, I think, is, you know, just the power of collaboration. We've seen beautiful collaborations today. We've seen big investors from all over the world literally just enjoying and appreciating different kinds of ideas from the pictures that we had over the two days. Brilliant ideas that have come forward through, uh, uh, you know, oceans economy, through marine species, 
that they've been able to to bring into the the industry for sustainability and just witnessing investors from all over the world appreciating of what we have the blue economy entrepreneurs displayed innovation that matched the enthusiasm of dozens of investors from across Europe and Africa Sichel president Wavel Ramkalawan challenged entrepreneurs to think out of the box to thrive in the sector he says is significantly untapped we are fully behind you and encouraging you the pitchers and the entrepreneurs to continue drawing on your ingenuity to seize the moment and to help africa to unleash the full potential of its blue economy as the blue invest africa forum came to an end 120 business to business meetings had been set up and 5000 votes were cast for the best pitchers 15 of the participants here are already running successful african smes so we would like to trigger the economic development on the ground and unleash the potential that is exceptional in africa especially in the area of blue economy so with this event we are stretching our hand for true partnership which we have with the uh, the government and the country seychelles but we want to stretch it across the african com- uh, continent and have this trigger for business in the area of blue economy across the continent from uganda some of the participants include the molecular group a biotechnology company that carries out research at a molecular level in the areas of biodegradable fungicides that can be used by farmers without compromising the ecosystem's integrity. STEMI Makers Africa is empowering a talent base of over 2 million young Africans with STEM that science, technology, engineering and math emerging tools, real-world problem-solving skills they need to excel in STEM pathways and become more experienced for Africa's workforce by 2030. Omal Aquaculture focuses on using abundant plants within the environment to make affordable but quality fish feeds for farmers. The aim is to save farmers from scarce and adulterated feeds. And speaking of feeds, let us head to Jinja now, where modern fish farms are innovating to beat challenges in the industry. Aquaculture has been the alternative to reduce the pressure on wild fish. Son became the pioneer of cage fish farming in Uganda 16 years ago. It all starts at the hatchery. Joseph Nsenga, a fish farmer, explains. The broody stocks are literally kept in their breeding pond for three weeks, and then after that we come back and transfer them. They grow tilapia in the clear open waters of Lake Victoria with some of the largest cages in the region in which fish swim far and deep against natural currents. The environment produces a fish that is healthier and stronger. Bolingo John is the lake operations supervisor. We, we try as much as possible to minimize loss of our feed into the wild because it could be detrimental to the outside environment. We feed by response. We make sure we uh, we, we we do it as a business we use less feeds to produce weight of fish, muscle of fish. And in so doing we are trying to 
emphasize the issue of uh, how do we maximize uh, the inputs and get more output from this venture. Uh, when we look at production capacity for the squared cage... In this 12-meter diameter cage, you can get about 25 to 30 tons of fish. The feeding is intensive, and the feed is commercially produced with balanced nutrients sufficient enough to help the fish grow to the desired size within eight months. The fisheries and aquaculture bill that was returned to Parliament for reconsideration sought to introduce stringent policies in the subsector, including gazetting landing sites and regulating fish feeds. Robert Osinde is the managing director of Son Fish Farm. He is also the chairperson of Commercial Fish Farmers Association. We want to promote sustainability in the industry either through wild catch practices or through aquaculture practices. Because the community that is living along the lake shores will have to find alternative livelihood. If they don't have gardens and they live, they earn their livelihood from the lake, the question is, what is that help that the government needs to put in place to make sure that they are able to continue living and they have source of income? Fish is still expensive or less available for Ugandans as stocks continue to decline in the world. It's why cagefish farming is being promoted to answer the challenges. While waste management and climate change pose threats to businesses and livelihoods, Africa's blue resources remain abundant and ripe for business. And that is the New Vision Daily podcast for today. I'm Razia Athman, all the way from Mahe Island in Seychelles, and back to Jinja. Thank you for listening.